0: Hey there, and welcome back to Podcasting for Educators. Before we dive into the episode today, I wanted to let you know that my online course, the Podcasting for Educators Prep School, is open for enrollment. This is a self paced course that's made up of five main modules, each with several lessons that will help you plan out your podcast, set up systems to keep you organized and on track, give you content planning guidance teach you how to edit, how to write show notes, submit your show, give you a launch plan, understand how to look at your download stats and analytics, and strategies to grow your show over time. I also have some bonuses in there for you, like how to set up a streamlined guest booking system, including email swipe copy to send to your guests, and a lesson on how to do an end-of-year review on your show. When you join the prep school, you get lifetime access to all of the content, including future updates, a private Facebook group where you can come with questions, and watch live monthly trainings, and to top it off, all of the course content is also available on a private podcast feed. You can learn more and join at podcastingforeducators.com/prep school. As a special thank you for being a podcast listener, You can use code PFE podcast to receive $50 off. I hope to see you inside the course. All right. Now, back in the first few episodes that I ever did of this podcast, I did a whole series on launching your show. And in this series, I shared a lot of my favorite programs and tools that I use and recommend for podcasting. And a lot of time has passed since then. So I wanted to share what I am currently using and loving week to week for podcasting. And a lot of these resources I've done full episodes about. So I will refer back to those in case you want to check them out on a deeper level. And all of these things that I list out will also be linked in the show notes at podcastingforeducators.com episode 57. Okay, to kick things off, the number one tool that I am loving right now is my project management tool, which is ClickUp. Now, back when I first started this podcast, I was using Trello for project management. And since then, I have moved to ClickUp and I am so, so glad that I made this switch. Things started to just look a little too overwhelming on Trello for me, especially as my team grew and my client list grows. It's just Too much to track on Trello. So I moved over to ClickUp. It's where my team and I keep track of all the to-dos for all of our clients' podcasts. It's also where I keep track of things and communicate with my own fantastic podcast editor who is transitioning into my podcast manager next month. Shout out to Brandy. You are amazing, and I'm so, so grateful for you. With ClickUp, I love how there's lots of different options for how you want to view things, For every episode that we're working on, we have a separate task for that episode with subtasks for all of the little things that we need to do in order to produce that episode. And there's so many options for automations and just ways that you can further streamline things and lots of opportunities to integrate it with other platforms as well. So Everything is just in one space, not only for my podcast and my client's podcast, but also for other parts of my business, like details of my course, SOPs, any kind of surveys that I've ever given to anybody, all kinds of things. It's all right there. So if you do not already have a project management system in place, you need to have one. And if you already have a project management tool that is working well for you, then keep going with that. Don't feel like you have to switch things. But if you have nothing in place right now, I absolutely recommend getting started with ClickUp because it's going to allow for you to grow your business over time and not have to end up moving platforms down the road. If you need help with getting started on ClickUp, I did do an episode with Casey Ackerman, who is a ClickUp expert. It was episode 23 and Casey's, I believe her Instagram handle is Casey Ackerman on Instagram as well. Go give her a follow. She has tons of different resources to teach you how to use ClickUp and how to get started with it. All right, the second tool that I love for podcasting is one that I have used since the very beginning, and that is Audacity. And if you are not familiar with Audacity yet, Audacity is a totally free program that you download one time and then it's installed onto your computer. And this is where I record my podcast episodes. It's where I'm recording this episode right now, my solo episodes at least. And then it's also where I do any kind of editing for any episodes as well. There are are several different options out there for recording and editing solo episodes, but Audacity is one that's been in the game for a while and it does everything that I need for it to do. So I haven't seen any reason to switch to anything else. Plus, it's a free program. You can't really beat that. And I would rather put my money towards some of these other expenses for my podcast that I'm going to share with you in just a minute. So if you have yet to get started with your podcast and you are curious about what, in the world you use to record your episodes, I would recommend Audacity. You can go to audacityteam.org and download it. It'll just take a few minutes and then it'll be good to go for you. Like I said, I use Audacity to record my solo episodes, but for my guest episodes, I use a different tool, and that is the third thing that I wanna share with you today, which is Zencaster. Zencaster is what I use to record my guest episodes. It is not what I have always used. I started out using Zoom, which can be kind of iffy to begin with, depending on your internet connection or your guest internet connection. I'm sure that we all know the dreaded Zoom sound when internet is not super strong on either end, and you hear that kind of glitchy noise It's definitely not the top platform that I would recommend that you use, although it does work really well for a lot of people. But if you didn't already know this, Zoom changed their pricing plans a couple months ago. So it used to be free for a two person conversation. I believe it was unlimited. But then they recently switched their plans so that even if it's a conversation just between you and one other person, the free plan, it limits you to 45 minutes. And with a guest interview, when you're thinking about not only the time that you're actually recording your content, but also the time that you're kind of chit-chatting before and after the interview, it usually goes more than 45 minutes. And if not, it's gonna be cutting it super close. So I thought, all right, this is the perfect time to switch to a different paid platform. I figured that if I was gonna pay for something for guest interviews, I wanted it to be a platform that delivers better quality and was built for podcast recordings because that is not the original intent for Zoom. I have tried out several different platforms here and there just to kind of test things and see which platform I wanted to go with because there are several different options out there and most of them have like a free Around two week free trial that you can do. So you can kind of just try it out, see if you like it. I had heard great things about Riverside.fm and I was really excited to try it because I kept hearing about it from people. And I did an interview and it was a terrible experience. It lagged the entire time. Even though both of our internet was strong, we ended up losing the entire middle of the interview. And It could have just been a fluke, but I, I just didn't, I didn't love it. So I tried out Zencaster. I already had some clients who use Zencaster. So I started using it and I absolutely love it. I have had zero issues with it. It's been great and I'm definitely going to stick with it. So they do have free plans and then they have a paid plan. I'm on one of their paid plans. It's around $20 a month. And that includes audio, video, it also records your audio on separate tracks for you, and it includes transcription as well. It has been very reliable. It's been very easy for my guests to use. It alerts you if there's any kind of issues with internet or anything like that. And it also has a little green room where guests can kind of wait for you until you let them in to begin recording. And it makes it very clear for your guests to see if their mic and their headphones are hooked up, which I really, really love. It does kind of like a sound quality check at the bottom of the screen to make sure that everything's good to go before you actually start recording. So I highly recommend Zencaster. There is nothing worse than spending time doing a guest interview, and it's a great interview, and then you end up having some sort of glitch, whether you lose the audio or once you listen to the audio, it sounds awful because one of your internet connection wasn't very strong and you end up having to either air a bad quality interview or you have to ditch the interview and redo it, which is never a great situation. And that's what I had to do with my guest that I had when we recorded on Riverside. Okay, the fourth tool that I am absolutely loving and that I've been using for several months now is otter.ai. And I've talked about this program on past episodes. It is a transcription service. It also does several other things, but I use it for transcription. I use this for my show. We use it for our clients' shows. And the great thing about this is you just drag and drop the audio in there After a few minutes, you've got a full transcript. I have tried out a few different transcription services, and by far, otter.ai is the most accurate out of all of the services that I've tried. It's pretty amazing. And if you're not familiar with transcripts, I did a whole episode, episode 35. I talked about all of these different ways that you can use transcripts, but just kind of to highlight some ways really quickly is... I can actually on that transcript after you put your audio in there, it creates the transcript for you. You can then actually listen to the episode on there. So, and you can make it speed up. So, I usually do like 1.25 speed. And I love to have that playing and it highlights the words as it goes. So, you can pull out key pieces for things like show notes or for quotes. It's really, really awesome. There's a lot of ways that you can use it to repurpose your content in other places. It's also a searchable document, kind of like a Google Doc. So I like to do a final sweep. Sometimes, you know, you talk about this resource and then you say, oh, I'm going to link that in the show notes. And then you forget to actually link it in the show notes. So I like to do a quick sweep where I do a search and I just type in show notes so that we can see, okay, did they say that they were going to include something in their show notes that we haven't put in the show notes yet? And that's a really good way just to do that final check. And then another great way, I mentioned quotes, but a lot of times, if you're originally listening to an episode or if it's your episode and you've recorded it and you know that there's a part of the episode that is really quotable and would be great to use for social media or for an audiogram, you could just remember a few words from that part, type it in to the search bar in otter.ai, and it'll find it in the episode for you and you can pull that quote really easily. Like a lot of these other platforms, a lot of these other tools, they do have some different plans. There is a free plan. It goes by minutes, so minutes of audio. And so depending on how much you're using it per month, it's, it's a monthly fee. You might be able to get away with the free plan. I do the pay plan, but it still is $12 a month for an insane amount of transcription. We probably run... 12 or more episodes through there every single week. And I have never, ever run out of minutes. So for 12 bucks a month, it's pretty good. And like I said, in episode 35, I talk a little bit more about how I use transcripts. Okay. The fifth tool that I love is probably one that everybody is familiar with. And that is Canva. I am on the Canva pro plan, which I believe is also around $12 a month. And if you're not familiar with Canva, it's a place where you can create graphics that you can use on social media. You can also create things like PDFs on there or slides if you're doing any kind of presentation. I mean, I think if you are in the online business space, you need to learn how to use Canva. It's very user-friendly. And I mean, I definitely use it every single day. Canva is where I create my show notes graphics. So my header for my show notes, as well as the thumbnail for my show notes, it's where I create any kind of social media graphics lately, because we all know that video is definitely preferred on social media. Now I have been kind of playing around with pulling video clips. So when I do, especially when I do guest episodes, so I record those guest episodes on Zencaster, I download the video, I put the video into Canva, and then I just plug that video into graphics on Canva, and you can clip the video right there on Canva. So I'll just find you know, between a 30 to 60 second video clip that I could use on Instagram, put it in the graphic, and you're good to go. It's super easy. Moving on to number six. Now this is not a tool that I use for this podcast, but it is a tool that I use for my private podcasts. If you are new to this podcast, then maybe you haven't heard me talk about private podcasting before, but if you've been around for a while, then you've probably heard me talk about it many, many times. I am a huge fan of private podcasts. I use private podcasting in two different ways. I have a private podcast that I use as a lead magnet, so it's a free resource for people. And then I also have a private podcast For the students that are in my online course the podcasting for educators prep school So all of the content all of the lessons that are in that course are also on the private podcast feed So that people can learn on the go and refer back to lessons really easily I just think that private podcasting is a brilliant Tool and a very useful tool to your audience. If you have any kind of membership where you do live trainings every month or every week, or you have an online course, I really think that you should consider using a private podcast as a complement to that because it just makes your content so much more accessible for people and it's going to increase the amount of people who are actually completing your lessons and your content that you're putting out for them, which we all want. We want people who are in our courses and in our memberships to actually be using the information that's in there and getting the most out of it. If you are not familiar with private podcasting at all, I have done two specific episodes about private podcasting. The first is episode 16. This was an interview with Dr. Lindsay Padilla, who is one of the co-founders of Hello Audio, which is... I don't even know if I said this before, but (laughs) Hello Audio is the platform that I host my private podcasts on. It's a whole platform built for private podcasting. So it's an amazing tool. They have fantastic customer service. So if you are going to use a private podcast, I definitely recommend that you go with Hello Audio. So episode 16, you can learn more. And then also episode 54, I did that episode all about creating a private podcast as your next lead magnet. Okay, and number seven, to top off this list, this is actually a tool that I have not used for myself yet, but it is on my list of to-dos in the next few months. However, I have just started using this with one of my clients, and that is Dynamic Ads. Now, a dynamic ad is an ad that you record and then you upload it to your podcast host and you can schedule it to go out for just a certain amount of time. So maybe you want to run an ad for an upcoming TPT sale that's going on for two days. You can create an ad, upload it to your host And you can put it into all of your episodes with one click of a button. So if you have a hundred episodes, you can record this one ad and you can apply it to every single episode or just certain episodes and you can include the dates that you want this ad to run and it will automatically begin and it will automatically be taken down. So it's a way to promote really timely things like a TPT sale or like an open cart that you have going on for an online course. And if you use these really intentionally, these can be a great part of your marketing strategy and they can also be a way to better track the ROI of your podcast because that can be kind of tricky to do with podcasting. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about dynamic ads, I talk about them more in episode 45. It's called Two Types of Podcast Ads. So go check that out if you want to learn a little bit more about using ads in your podcast. Okay, so to recap my seven podcasting tools that I'm loving right now, number one, ClickUp, number two, Audacity, number three, Zencaster, number four, Otter.ai, number five, Canva, number six, Hello Audio, and number seven, Dynamic Ads. Hopefully, you will be able to try some of these tools out if you haven't already. And again, you can head to the show notes to get the whole list of all of the tools that I just mentioned at podcastingforeducators.com episode 57. I will also include all of the other episodes that I mentioned as well. I'll see you here next week. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. To keep this conversation going, connect with me on Instagram at Podcasting for Educators. I'm always looking for an excuse to talk about podcasting. If you're looking for support in launching, managing, or growing your podcast, check out my online course, the Podcasting for Educators Prep School, at podcastingforeducators.com slash prep school. I'll see you here next time.